Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so excited because today I have my girl, Chris, here, who we actually met on Clubhouse. I think it was Molly Dare's room, and she's just such a light. So I can't wait for you guys to be introduced to her. So Chris, t- like, tell a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Chris Orticello. I'm an actor, host, and singer, and I've been featured in Us Weekly Magazine, Fox News, ABC, NBC, and... I've also been featured in a ton of television shows um, and short movies, short films, and as well as um, publications. Most recently, Global Women Magazine. That can be seen on my Instagram. They did an amazing feature article on me and just a ton of other ones. So yeah, it's it's really a fun job. And it's also like a bit of a different job that not a lot of people have a very clear understanding on. But I always love helping people to understand it. And to kind of know my journey and the path that I took, because everybody's journey in this industry is so different and so unique to who they are. So true. And getting into that kind of share, what was your journey into, you know, being that actress and being in the media and all that kind of go through that. In terms of what, like how, how did I start my journey or like Mm -hmm. who I see as my, like my purpose in the journey? Like, how did you start it and kind of, yeah, go through both. Go, how did you start it? And then your purpose. So um, I started pretty young. I realized that I loved entertaining and I loved that I could help people to escape and I could make them change how they feel. So around seven years old, my parents put me into modeling and acting training and I had an agent and I just started from there. And then I got into a little bit more seriously uh, through my teenage years, a lot of modeling on the shopping channel, then later QVC. Uh, The shopping channel is the Canadian equivalent of QVC. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just a lot of that. Then, you know, I've even written a short film before, which was completely like unexpected. Um, I haven't even talked about an interview yet. It was, it was just happened by complete happenstance. Like I was approached, they knew I was an actor and they're like, can you write? And I was like, yeah, well, I, I enjoy writing. I didn't even know how to write a script at that point. So I just learned the formula. Thank goodness I'm really good at learning formulas. And I wrote a short film. So that was a long time ago. But I mean, I mean, I guess I'm a writer too. <laughs> That's not something that I yeah, promote. No, though. You can, you really can call don't. yourself, a, a, you can call yourself that for sure. <laughs> exactly. I just don't promote it. Because it's not really like I'm, I'm sitting around writing scripts all right. day. But yeah, just a fun fact, if, if anybody wanted to know something that I don't usually talk about a lot. So yeah, then I it just did. Um, and then I started singing Well, I was always singing, actually singing was my first love. Um, and I was in a car accident and I realized that it was going to take a while for me to rehabilitate. And the kind of singing that I do is like pop EDM. So it's like pretty performance based. Mm-hmm. And so I just figured I needed time to rehabilitate. And um, so I put that on pause for pretty much a long time. And I focused on my acting and hosting that just required a lot less physicality on stage. 
And in terms of what I think my purpose is in the media, I think, you know, I have had different ideas of that over the years. Mm -hmm. I think when I was younger, it was really just because I wanted to be famous. I just wanted attention. You know, I really just, I loved the idea of being known for something and having a legacy. And um, it was very ego driven. It was, I have to say, I'm kind of ashamed of sometimes how I behaved. And, um, you know, you learn a lot along your journey. And I'm grateful to say that now I have a much deeper purpose and meaning. And I think ultimately my main goal is to leave behind a legacy where people feel like I was an example of kindness Mm -hmm. and I was an example of giving value and helping people to escape, even for a short period of time, whatever it is that they were going through, to go through this imaginary place with me that we could go together and just pretend and get our minds off of whatever else is holding us back or holding us down and just be that person that can facilitate that. So yeah, it's definitely changing a lot. I love that, Chris. I really, really do. And I think it's so true that your purpose and even your why changes through time. So it's, it's, it's okay to be like, okay, but I, but this is going to be, no, wait, this is going to be. So it's all about that trend and that's the journey, right? So no, I love, I love all of that. And for like, maybe for those people that are listening that want to get into what you're, what you're doing right now, what kind of tips could you give to them? Like how to get started? start with your why. Mm. You know, I think you could save a lot of uh, self-sabotage if you have a very clear direction and also a very um, good intention and good motivation, something outside of just yourself and wanting fame. I think that whole idea really put me in a bad spot when I was going after that. I think it was just way too me motivated and Mm -hmm. it didn't take into account other people and collaboration. Like I ended up doing so much on my own and trying so hard to do so much on my own because I wanted all the glory for everything. And now like, I want to give all the glory to God, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want God to be glorified for my work because I pray so much for everything. And I want other people to be glorified for how they've given me a hand you know, and giving me a leg up in this industry. I want them to be glorified for what they've done for me. So um, I think definitely start with your why. And then if you can take some courses, you know, and if you can't take courses right away, because maybe you can't afford it, or maybe your circumstances prevent you from spending that amount of time, go to the library, read books on acting, find out about your journey, whether it be acting or hosting and singing, do not stop training. You know, I've trained with some of the best teachers in Hollywood and in Canada. And I think it's really, and and also New York as well. Um, I think it's really important that if you want respect for what you do, you need to be properly trained and you need to come prepared. Otherwise you're just wasting people's time. So you can put yourself in a position of opportunity, but you could lose a lot of favor if you're not prepared and if you're not qualified. A hundred percent. I, yeah, that, that was like spot on. Like I, I really feel, and also in the process, give yourself grace, right? Because like, I think that it could be overwhelming and there could be moments of you're, you're, you feel like you're in the right path, but then you get these quote unquote nay, naysayers. So I kind of want to go into that a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have, have you ever dealt with those and how do you deal with them if you have? I mean, 
I mean, this is probably going to be like a very harsh approach to it, but I mean, if it's not someone who's close to me, like my family or like um, a friend that I've had for years, I really, I really consider the value of that relationship. If they don't believe in me, what are you doing here? Mm. What, are, what are you really doing here in my life? Like, if you're not believing me this way, what else don't you believe in me for? And I think that those are relationships that you need to evaluate. And it doesn't have to be you being in entertainment. It could be anything that you're doing. If someone is not valuing what you bring and uh, believing you, if you say you're going to do something and you have a proven track record of following through on things, then I question what that person's motivations are. And some people are, how do I say this? Um, some people doubt themselves, you know, they don't think they can do something. So they think because they can't do something because it would be hard for them, that in turn, it's hard for you. Or another tactic people use if they think that you are doing very well and they want to keep your company in order for them to make you still value them in a manipulative way, they will, um, they will level you. And by leveling you, they will make you at their level, which may be a point of disbelief or unbelief in themselves. And therefore you must be leveled to them. I think that's very dangerous. I think those are kinds of associations are really dangerous to have. And, um, you know, I believe in people, unless you show me that, you know, you're not credible because you actually have no intention of following through on anything. And you're just lying to people about what you do. I believe in people. I believe in them. Whatever they say they can do, I believe they can do it. If they have the intention of following through, they're putting in the work, I believe in them. So if somebody is questioning me and um, what I'm doing, I question them. Right. What are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm doing the work. I don't know what you're doing, but um, and the story. No, and I think what's also important is to align with the people that are going to be about your side to to help you, to help build up. Because it, you, you're, you're such a confident woman and it, and confidence isn't easy. So, and I, and I know you're like doing all the things. So how do you keep your, you know, your mental health centered and strong and still remain the confident woman that you are? I mean, it has highs and lows, you know, like I, I have, I've had a lot of loss, especially in 2020, my, my dog, who was my son passed away. And so I've had a lot of loss, a lot of sadness and relationships that haven't worked out. The thing that really keeps me grounded, truthfully, Danielle, is my faith. You know, Mm. I'm a big believer in Christ and I'm also a big believer in God. And that journey of staying grounded in the Lord is really what gives me hope. It gives me faith and it gives me a sense of understanding and grace for others as well. Because when we understand we're all going through very similar human experiences, then we don't have to be so hard on what our experience is because there are other people that are struggling. There are other people that are suffering and, you know, to have compassion for ourselves and to have compassion for others, I think is so important. So my confidence lies definitely in the Lord and also knowing what my purpose is through him and that I was created with purpose and that, you know, I wasn't here by mistake. And the funny story Mm. is that I was not a planned pregnancy from my parents, but I know that I was a survivor and I pushed through and I made it here into this world despite not being planned. So, you know, not every purpose needs a plan, but every plan should, every purpose should have a plan. Does that make sense? Yes. Totally. So I think that's, that's part of my confidence as well is, is having a plan for my purpose is knowing which direction I want to go in 
and not backing down, you know, being able to navigate highs and lows and ebbs and flows and just understanding like you're going to get knocked down, but it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. So nothing ever works out perfectly. Usually, I mean, it's so rare, but finding the beauty in some of the things that are not perfect and understanding that it could be better than you expected if you Mm. just let it flow, I think is super important. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I know that you, cause you live in Canada, correct? Okay. So, and I know you guys have been dealing with lockdown, like after lockdown and after lockdown and with your industry, like how did that work out with COVID? Like It was hard. I mean, it was really hard. I mean, I even, um, I terminated my relationship with my agent. Like a lot of changes happened. Um, and that was for other reasons as well, you know, but I think, I think it was a great time and a bad time. You know, it's definitely very hard in terms of opportunities because we were, we were locked down for so, so long. And, um, you know, when work did start to pick up, it was great. We're all excited and stuff like that, but still we weren't able to have a lot of social contact. So the restrictions here are still very high. They are shooting and, uh, that's good. Things are opening up now. So that's really good. But I think it's been a process of evaluating what direction I want to move in going forward, who I want on my team. That's going to best represent me. Um, and also to give me the most opportunities in a way that is going to benefit both of us. You know, I I really feel like every relationship you enter has to be mutual. There has to be mutual benefit. And, you know, I, I always feel like I want to give, I love to give, I love to, to bring a lot to the table. I feel like bringing value is so important, but I think it needs to be two ways. I think that it shouldn't just be one person providing value and giving and giving and giving. A relationship should work both ways. You should feel like you're just as accommodated and supported in those relationships. So this year, I'm so excited because I'm gaining so many new relationships. Management is changing and um, I've onboarded a lot of new people onto my team. My team is growing. And so I'm feeling very good about that. And there are people who are excited about the prospects of the future and that are doing amazing things now to create opportunities. And I think that's very important. You know, having people that create opportunities for you. So true. And I think also this whole time kind of created a time for pause and to reevaluate like what you specifically needed and what, because you probably, if this, this didn't go on, you wouldn't have the time to do all that and really kind of shift your business another way. Right. So it was, it was a pro in some regard is what I'm kind of like listening to you, what you're saying. So no, that's awesome. And I am going to steal a question that Molly had asked us because I thought it was a great question. And I don't think I heard you at the time um, uh, answer it was what is the title of your book? What would the title of your book be? Oh, I think I, I did answer it. You might have just come in a little and, bit later. Because yeah. I go into her room pretty early. I like to make sure that I'm like one of the first people there. Like I open up rooms myself and it's nice to have people like right at the start of the room. So you feel like it's, you know, it's happening, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but I like to support her in that way. Um, I'm a big believer in treating people the way you want to be treated. And Molly is so supportive of me. She's comes to all my rooms and she supports. And I mean, it's amazing. Um, so... Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> no, I went on about Molly. Just love her. Um, uh, so the title of my book, I think I said it would be From Trials to Triumph. Okay. 
Yeah. Because I think, you know, I've had a lot of trials in my lifetime, but I sincerely believe that my story ends in triumph and I always have hills and valleys, but there's always a triumph at the end of it all. There's, you know, ebbs and flows, but I'm always winning. Even if I get knocked down, I come back up, you know, and it's, it's the whole idea of not just looking at it as one loss and and calling it one defeat, but getting back up until you get your victory. You can't just lay down and accept defeat. You have to get back up until you get your victory. So I think that's probably why I would call it from trial to, to triumph, but there's a lot of other things I'm sure I could write about in my story, but I think overall, that's what many of us deal with, you know, is like these ebbs and flows of good times and bad and, um, you know, making things happen and nothing happening. And then like great things happening and then disasters happening. You know, we all have these stories because they're part of the human experience. And Mm -hmm. so I think just knowing that if you don't give up, you keep on pushing, you keep on trying, you will get that triumph. And, you know, sometimes the triumph is just being, you know, it, it doesn't have to be an Academy Award. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a Grammy. Sometimes it's just that you made it, that you survived whatever the heck it is you went you through. Woke up. <laughs> you woke up and you did the thing. <laughs> you did the thing. You did all the things. <laughs> yeah. I have like, literally I have like chills this whole time because like everything that I'm sure whoever is listening right now is just getting so much value from what you're sharing. And it's just like, you're just incredible. I just appreciate you so much. No, I appreciate you too, Danielle. You. <laughs> um, and then lastly, where can everybody find you? Because I know they're going to want to like slide into your DMs and all that. So how can they find you? Absolutely. So uh, there's a few ways that they can find me. I'm doing Cameo now, which is the celebrity custom messaging app. I've been invited to be featured talent on there. So they can get a celebrity custom message from me um, through Cameo and also Memo. Memo does a really cool thing too, where they do branding for brands. So for, yeah, it's, it's totally different than Cameo in the sense that they do it specifically for brands as well. So let's say you owned like, um, a shop that does, let's say candles, candles just came to mind. Cause I was just in the club. Let's say you did candles and you wanted me to promote your product. Then you could go to memo and it's a mat, an app on, um, I think you can find on Apple and then book me there. And then I can talk about your candles and how great they are. And then you can use that for your marketing. So that's a really cool thing on memo. And they can also find me on Instagram. All of my handles are at Chris Orticello. So K-R-I-S-O-R-T-I-C-E-L-L-O. And uh, also Facebook, same handle. And Clubhouse, same handle. Oh my gosh, and I'm on TikTok. I'm so like... Oh, please. TikTok is still so foreign to me. Like I (laughs) I try to get the handle of it. And I know consistency is the key with everything, but I still don't know. I can't. I just... And I got to get on it because I, I see that it's relevant and like all of my clubhouse friends yeah. that do all of these business rooms are like, you know, Chris, you got to be an example. You got to, you got to do it. And so I've been following their advice, but I really didn't want to sign up for it. I really did not want to sign up for it because I just felt I like I'm it. so spread thin. I feel like for you, for TikTok, it could be like really cool where you can just do like a lot of behind the scenes of what you do yeah. and kind of like little parodies. Like I can totally see you crushing it on TikTok for sure. I love that, Danielle. Yeah, <laughs> I need more ideas. It's just, it's a matter of rolling out all this content, right? So like, um, 
Clubhouse is a very interactive app. I can't even do like courses while I'm on it because it's audio, right? So you can't listen to two things at once. And now Green Room rolled out and I also have an account there. Same thing at Chris Orticello. Um, and you have to have a presence on these apps. It's not like, um, like with Clubhouse and Green Room, like you actually need to be listening. You need to be active. So, um, you know, Instagram and, and TikTok and stuff, you can reuse content, but not so with these audio not apps. Not with the so. audio apps. No, I know. And um, yeah, I'm, I need to, I, I know the two of us are on Green Room and I'm trying to like implement the podcasting thing in there because I think it is going to be good for podcasters. That'd be so great for you. Yeah. That'd be yeah. so great for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what the platform was made for, right? Just for podcasting. Yeah. So actually there are a few people that I've already started, yourself included. Um, I've started doing podcasts. They're going to reuse the content. Uh, Whitney K is another one. We're going to be reusing content from our podcast as well. Um, so it'll be great to have a presence there. Like just be there on the stage without actually having to be active. So I can like multitask, <laughs> but have like a live presence without actually having to, to be an active listener. Cause I love the idea of reusing content. So that's so lovely. I agree. Um, yeah. And I think also I've got an interview coming up as well with fireside, which is coming up. Have yeah, you heard that one? Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 I, there's so many, it's the age of audio of audio, like audio influencers and all that stuff. So it's, it's very exciting really, really exciting. Yeah. I just really, really appreciate you. So everybody, if you really loved this episode, please tag the two of us. We will share some love back. We'll slide into your DMs because it's much appreciated. But thank you again, Chris, for like just taking the time out. Oh, thank you, Danielle, for having me. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Bye.